This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus name. We're in Romans chapter five and in Romans chapter five, uh, Romans is in Hebrews are the two theological books of the new Testament. So they're important because uh, they lay out uh, the framework. One's written to the Gentiles or the Romans. That's where we get the book of Romans. And the other one is written to the Jews. And that's where we get the book of Hebrews. And Hebrews comes at Jesus from a Jewish perspective. And uh, Romans comes from Jesus from a uh, more uh, worldly Gentile perspective and explains who he is, his purpose for coming, his theological reason for existing, and and, and then explains to him and presents him as well, who he is, the Lord of the universe, uh, Jesus Christ, the coming King. And Romans chapter five says this, and, and I'm going to try to move as quick as I can. It says, therefore, having been justified by faith, notice what makes us justified? What makes us okay with God? What makes us okay with God is not our works. It's not what we do. Our, our, our justification, our being made right with God comes by one way and one way only, only and that is in faith and in trust and believe in the risen Lord Jesus Christ. See, our faith is not in ourselves. Our faith is not blind. Our faith is in 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 someone, an actual person. Our faith is in a person that we have uh, a history of. He's the most documented man in human history, and he is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And our faith is not just in him. Our faith is in his finished work on the cross. It is in his uh, death, burial, and resurrection. We have faith that Jesus Christ was not only God, but he had power over sin and death, and he conquered sin and death through the grave and taking up his life again and raising himself from the dead. He says, no man takes my life, but I give it freely. And if I have the power to lay it down, I have the power to take it up again. And he says that's according to his father's will. His father's will was that he lay down his life and his father's will was that he take it up again. And we have faith in that. And it says we have uh, peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ because of that faith. We're okay with God. We're, we have peace with him. We have relationship with him. He says through whom also we have access by faith into grace in which we stand. So our faith brings about God's goodness and grace. Our faith brings about giving us what we do not deserve. Remember, faith is the first great gift that God gives us personally to access and to use when we're born again. When he makes us into a new creature, he gives us the power and the ability to trust him. And when we trust him, when we act in that faith in in small particular ways or in a lifelong way, there's the life of faith. And then there is the moment of faith. If in the moment of faith, we access his grace, 
which is getting what we do not deserve. We access his grace. With the lifestyle of faith, we, we access a life of grace. He says, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And the grace of God that we stand in is the grace provided through Jesus Christ. He took what we deserve. He bore our sin and, and shame. He took it to the cross. And so it says, it says that we stand in that grace and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And that's really what we've been doing this week. That's what we've been doing. We wanted to focus on the death, burial, and resurrection and take joy or rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. We wanted to take joy in the hope that God has provided us through Jesus Christ. We want to take joy in, in the blessing we have of Jesus Christ. And so that's where the hope of the glory of God is. That's where it's at. And so uh, tomorrow, we're going to remember uh, on Friday at 12 at the Rodeo Club, we're going to remember his crucifixion. Why? Because that was uh, the process by which he's given us this grace. And uh, Sunday morning, we want to celebrate his resurrection. Because why? That's the culminating event that provided the grace to us that we stand in. And so he says, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. Uh-oh, what? Uh-oh, uh what? We also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulations produces perseverance, and perseverance, character, and character, hope. Now, hope does not disappoint. Notice that the tribulations that we face in life are, are handled by the grace of God that's provided to us and the faith that we place in him. And when those tribulations and troubles come, they produce in us perseverance, which means we can, we slowly can make it through. It's not, it's not like it's fun. It's not like it's easy, but when perseverance happens, we, when a uh, tribulation happens, troubles come, perseverance helps us carry through. And once we have that perseverance, we have character. It changes who we are. It literally changes our soul. It grows. It's called the process of salvation. It saves us. It changes who we are. And so now we're no longer uh, the character we were. Now we have taken on the character of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We've taken on his nature. And so he says, not only character, but that character brings about hope. And that word for hope is faith. That character, it strengthens, creates, grows uh, matures our faith. Now, hope does not disappoint. Notice, faith never disappoints. When we trust in Jesus, it's never disappointing. When you trust in his finished work for your life, it's never disappointing. I want to say to you this morning, if you're listening, if you trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ, it will never, ever disappoint you. I want you to hear me. People will disappoint you. Situations will disappoint you. You will disappoint you. But hope in Jesus Christ, it will never, ever disappoint you. It won't ever disappoint you. He says, now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has given it to us. Notice, the Holy Spirit's at work all the time, pouring, he's at, he's at all the time, pouring out that love of God to you and delivering it to you in your heart. Because you trust in Jesus, it delivers it and allows you to see and know and understand because you've trusted in him. It says, for when we were without strength, that's verse six for those of you who are following in your Bible. He says, for when we are still without strength in due time, 
Christ died for the ungodly, and that was you. We didn't have any way of doing it on our own. We didn't have any way of making it on our own. That's the cool thing. A lot of believers believe that I've got to trust Jesus and get it done myself. Okay? That's foolishness. If you couldn't do it at the first, how are you going to do it now? Uh, you can't, if you, if you couldn't get it done then, it's not because you're on the team you can get it done. I'm going to tell you, we're coming up on April. April's a big month for me. April's a big month for me because every April they have the NFL. And every year in the NFL draft for the last almost 30 years, I've not been drafted. You know why? Because I'm not good enough to be on the team. And, that, and, and if they get, came and gave me a uniform and let me go out there and play, I, I still couldn't get it done. So they know I can't get it done. So why put me on the team to get it done? Okay, because the uniform doesn't get me. All right, listen to me. If you could get it done and be okay with God and make yourself righteous and holy and persevere and give yourself character, then then you could do it all yourself uh, all the time. The truth is you can't get it done. Truth is you can't get it done. You can't do it on your own. You didn't get to God on your own. It, you got to God on the finished work of Jesus Christ and you can't make yourself okay in life. Each day you can't make you in, you make yourself into a persevering character building, uh, hope giving, uh, life force. You can't make that yourself into that on your own either. All that stuff comes from God. All that stuff comes from God and your faith is what ignites it inside of you. Your faith is what ignites it inside of you. You trusting God is what ignites it inside of you. Nothing. And I want you to hear me this morning. Nothing else makes it happen. Nothing else makes it happen. You didn't do anything for the grace you're getting. You didn't earn it in any way. And let me tell you, when you walk in it, you don't walk in it any way other than exercising the power of the faith that God placed in you. The ability to trust in God is your life force. I want you to hear me that this morning. Your ability to trust in God is your connection point. And when you trust in him, he does all the work. He does it all. He said, for when we were still without strength, that means powerless. In due time, Christ died for the ungodly. He didn't do it for he didn't do it for the godly. Listen to me. He did it for the ungodly. That's us. He says, for scarcely is a righteous man will a right uh, for a righteous man will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. What he's saying is, people don't normally die for for unrighteous unrighteousness. People don't usually die for someone who don't deserve it. So when Jesus Christ went to the cross and died for us. It, it was an uncommon, it was something that's not something that's reasonably done. He, he went to the, when he went to the cross to die for the ungodly, he did it, uh, he did it uh, as an act that's not normal. It's not reasonable. It's not something that, that normal human beings did. But God, it says in verse eight, but God demonstrated his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. See, normally somebody, you don't die for somebody who doesn't deserve that kind of grace. But let me tell you something. That's not how God dealt with us. That's not how he dealt with us. Uh, he dealt with us in this way. He demonstrated his own love for us. That while we were yet, that while we were yet separated from him, that while we were yet transgressors of his law, that while we were yet dead in, in our trespasses, while we were all those things, he died for us. Christ died for us. Much more than that, having now been justified by his blood. Notice, now that he's died for me, I'm okay with God. I've been justified. I've been set apart for God. By his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. See, we're saved from the consequences of our sin. We're saved from the end result of our sin nature, which is death. For those who are believers, 
Uh, when we walk with God, the trouble and difficulties of our life are produced by our sin nature, and we are taught how to and to live right. That's why when you face trouble, he produces in you perseverance. We talked about that earlier. And then perseverance produces character. So our sin is dealt with by God by, by bringing about trouble, our, because our sin does produce trouble in our lives. It produces trouble in our relationship, trouble in our jobs, trouble in, trouble in, our, in, in our own hearts. And then that trouble, God teaches us to persevere through it and builds the character of the na nature of himself in it. And then as we're, as our character and our nature is being changed to like his character and nature, see how the sin is being dealt with in our heart, how he's saving us, how he's making us into a new creature. That's what's going on. He says, for, for if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall have, we shall be saved in his life. You see how salvation, once we're set justified with God, set right with God, we're okay with God uh, on an eternal, on a lifelong, on a permanent basis, then God begins the process of salvation. And that process of salvation also is through his blood and is also through faith. And, and that salvation process is us learning how to trust God. And as we encounter the troubles of this world and the troubles of this world are produced by the sin of this world. And a lot of the things we encounter that are difficulties and troubles are difficulties and troubles that we've produced because they're the troubles that are around us all over the place. And so when we face those troubles and difficulties, God teaches us how to persevere through them, not to continue in them, but to persevere through them. And then he builds our minds and he builds our heart. He builds character within us. And that character is not our own character. That character is his character. That character is his nature. And once once we have his character and his nature, then we have it all. Then we're mature. We're not lacking anything. And then once once we have that character, once we have that character and once we have that nature, we have hope. We have pure faith in him. We're able to trust him completely. And when we trust him completely, the power of the kingdom that he's placed in us ignites out. Because we learn that our lives are not our own, and we learn that the whole purpose of the resurrection life that God has given us is not for us, it's for everyone else. And so we begin to take on the character and nature of Jesus. And what was his character and nature? His character and nature was to give his life for, for the lost. And what happens to us? We begin to give our lives for others. We begin to pour out our lives for other people. And we begin to be like him. And we begin to uh, think of our lives as not our own, but we think of our lives as bought at a price by Jesus Christ. And then we begin to consider others more important than ourselves. And we consider their uh, future and their lives more important than our own. And then we begin to give our lives for them. And we begin to uh, uh, show them love and show them hope and show them faith. You see how that works. That's powerful stuff. It says, for if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Notice, notice that uh, we rejoice in our God through our Lord Jesus Christ. See, Jesus has made it possible that we can actually come before God and worship him because we come through him to God. He said, I'm the gate. He said, he said, narrow is the gate and that leads to life. Wide is the path that leads to destruction. And 
and many that go there, but narrow is the path that leads to life, narrow is the gate that leads to life, and few there find it, because the gate is himself. And once we enter that gate, now you are free to worship God. You are free to trust in God. You are free to give give God um, uh, the glory and the honor that he deserves by walking with him. And and you have the new life. He says, so I would say to you this morning, as we as we come to the place where we're beginning to look at the cross, I'd say to you this morning that uh, there's a great hope that's been placed in you. And you need to uh, figure out and, and understand what that hope and what that purpose is. You need to uh, begin to consider the things that uh, make that possible. The only way for you to ever be changed by God's word is that you uh, allow God's word to sit on your heart, allow God's word to to uh, slowly wash over you and manifest itself in who you are. And the only way for you to do is to actually dive into God's word and spend time trying to wrestle with him about the eternal things of this life. Because eternality, the eternality and the finished work of Jesus Christ are really the most important thing that, that you can consider. It's, it's really the most important thing for anyone to consider is that finished work of, of the Son providing providing the kingdom of God. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.